0: Hard line.
1: Let's no, go. Let's go. No, no.
2: giving it back to you, the The people. people.
0: show. Let's get started. (laughs) Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most as well as the most high. He is in charge He is in the captain's chair and at the helm and behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today is Tuesday, September. uh, Oh, I almost said the wrong date. Wednesday, September 6, 2023. And you're listening to episode 599 and we are going to be just doing a review of the Judiciary Act of 1789, which was sections 18 through 35. And we are going to be doing a reading out of Psalm 70. Uh, just a quick question: Do we have a five-five on the clarity of sound? Just want to make sure before I continue to go further and make sure I don't sound like I'm in a in a in a bathtub or a or a tin can. All right, good, 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 good. All right. <clears throat> I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. While I am a member of the MGJA and advocate for your participation in your local General journal Assemblies, I am not the official face or voice of the National, State, or County Assembly. I want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as American State Assembly, National Liberty Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and Tactical Civics, or any other organization outside the Michigan model. I've never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, or David Strait and company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence. Additionally, I am not a part of any cult. or definitely not a Freemason on any level. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless otherwise referenced. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. All right. So. Don't have a whole lot for you all today. Yesterday and the day before was really jam packed with a lot of reading. That Judiciary Act of 1789 was a lot of information, but really good information because again, if we're ever going to become a self-governed people and we are going to take back this country into the hands of we the people, we do need to be educated. We do need to know what legislation is out there. We need to know what foundations we stand on. And we not only need to know it, but we also need to know how to apply what's out there. Okay. We need to know how to apply what's the application look like. And so these things are very important and and therefore I believe necessary to kind of review. So we're going to review sections 18 through 35, which was the last sections of that act, uh, that I read off yesterday. But before we get into that, um. I wanted to bring up a post that again, I've, I've read a few posts often on here from the telegram group. Uh, let me see where it's the white hat page, the white hat page. And I know there's a few of them that say white hats. Now the one I'm talking about, I'm going to post a link real quick. So, uh, there's no confusion. Let me make sure I can even do that. Hold on a second. Here it is. Yeah, it's so it's let me just copy link. OK, I'm going to put it in the chat and then I'm going to read it off because there's a few, quote unquote, white hats page on Telegram. This is the one that seems to have the most validity to my knowledge and based off of what I found out. Um, it's ht. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole address, but basically, if you type in your search bar, bar, white hats. W-H-I-T-E-H-A-T-S, and then just the letter Q. That's it. It's the T.me slash White Hats Q. The last time
1: that this channel posted anything was August 22nd. I find that very
0: interesting because for a while there, they were posting, and they don't typically post it frequently or daily but what i find interesting is tomorrow will be day number 17 uh since they've posted anything because the last post was august 22nd and i'm going to read that post and i think this is very notable with regards to like hawaii and what's going on in the world and for them to go dark for two weeks without posting is very telling for me now, I and and I, let me pre-qualify this by saying this statement. Again, I don't have specialized knowledge. I'm not privy to anything specific. I don't want to act like I'm uh uh I don't wanna act like I'm providing false hope here or directing people in a certain way. So just for the record, I'm I'm full disclosure on that. Okay, I'm just using my own two eyes ears and the gray matter inside my skull called a brain and I'm using basic observational skills and I'm I'm just taking notice to a lot of different things um, on many different levels just like all of you like that's what we have to do now listen to this post because I believe it's worth reading and something inside of me pushed me to go check out their page to see what they've posted lately and something told me to discuss this post or to at least bare minimum read it off. So, again, this was posted August 22nd, 2023. And it says cables, okay, meaning um, probably this was information they got on the cables, if you will. But it says the Black Swan event. And then it has a letter S surrounded in parentheses. The black swan event that happened on Maui has to do with many, many deep state operations. But one of the many reasons Maui was attacked is because of the United States Space Force operations that is in Maui. Maui Space Surveillance Complex is a U.S. Space Force operating location for the 15th Space Surveillance Squadron. This base was attacked hours before the fires happened and a huge cyber attack took place against the United States Space Force. Fortunately, the USSF was well prepared months before and weeks before removed all important computers, programs, servers and data and
1: USSF left only Fake, and that's exactly how it's, you know, written.
0: DUD, also it could be read as DUD, but DUD systems and computer systems were left behind. Counter surveillance and operations were in place long before the fires. Next line. Wires. Reports the deep state U.S. military operations were collectively monitored. The military intervention 11.3 of 2024 and following military tribunals will use the Maui fires and attack on the U.S. military space surveillance base as an act of war and will lead to procedures and protocols pertaining to military intervention. As the United States Department of Defense operations and military forces are now giving public drops, That the elections of 2020 were stolen and monitored jan hayes and i'm going to pause here for a second you all remember jan helper hayes she was the one that i played that video that audio of her you know describing the three big city uh powers being you know london and the vatican and dc And was talking about the you know Reconstruction Act of 1871 and all that other stuff, right? Yeah. So Jan Hayes, continuing with the post, Jan Hayes is part of DOD and now hitting Patriot channels and Q supported networks and giving clear information that the military knows the 2020 election elections were rigged and the military from different divisions have task force that collectively monitoring the U.S. citizens and wait for the right. Time to intercede with military intervention and the best way to avoid civil war. She also says the removal of Pelosi were operations and the coming indictments of Trump could lead to introducing evidence of election fraud slash stolen election. And then in parentheses, it says military coup with three forward slashes at the end of it. This is huge news, patriots, anons, and Q followers. The Department of Defense is giving you military comms directly through these channels. Eight-year Q operations. Military is the only way. Q. Join White Hats Q. So,
1: there's a lot in there, and I'm not saying that one, you know, the— let me just
0: be clear i'm not saying that any and all of this is true or not true i just find it noteworthy to take notice and to just keep it in the back of your mind for future reference again this post was dropped august 22nd so tomorrow that would be 17 days since they've posted and it's just one of those things that i think you should just take Take, take a notice and just kind of set it in the back of your mind. I find it very, very interesting considering all that has happened since then. Now, let's get into the reading. Now, the reading is pretty short today compared to the last two days. It's only like five verses. But it says, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded. Who seek my life, let them be turned back and confused. Who desire my hurt, let them be turned back because of their shame. Who say, Aha, Aha, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. And that is the reading of psalm 70. now this is a very very beautiful passage as short as it is because it resonates with the universal human experience of seeking god's help during times of trouble and in these verses we find words of both desperation and hope which hold very valuable lessons for us as we navigate the challenges of a life now It begins with a cry out to God, right? Make haste, O God, to deliver me,
1: is what it said, right? We've all been there. We've all been there. And times when life's burdens feel overwhelming,
0: we oftentimes long and strive for divine intervention. And it's a reminder that it's perfectly acceptable. Acceptable. Can't even talk today. To turn to God when we're in need. Now I've always preached and, and and said, and I practice what I preach. By the way, that don't just turn to God during times of trouble. We should always be in a constant dialogue with God. Right? We should always be in constant conversation with Him. We should always
1: strive to be listening to Him, not just go to Him when we're in need. But
0: he is our refuge, and he is our strength, and he's always ready to help, even during our darkest hours and He may even be helping when you don't realize he's helping that's the that's the beauty about it. See the psalmist in this particular case goes on to ask that those who seek to harm him be ashamed and confounded now while this seems like a plea for justice, it's also a reminder of our faith in God's righteousness because during difficult situations we may face adversaries, but we can trust that God's justice will always prevail, always, without question. And we need not to take matters in our own hands, but place our trust in Him, right? Let the vengeance be God's, not ours. Vengeance is God's. Now, as we get into verses 4 and 5, the last two verses, the psalm takes a turn towards praise and thanksgiving. And the psalmist calls on those who seek God to rejoice and to be glad and to continually magnify the Lord. And even in times of trouble, even during confusing times, right? Our faith in God's salvation should bring us joy. And it's a reminder that our troubles are temporary, but God's love and salvation are eternal. And this is one thing I always have to keep in the back of my mind, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, I was just talking to a good close friend today about some of the things that are occurring, right? The people we used to listen to, the people we used to follow, the advice that we used to take, the truth that we used to think was gospel once upon a time before we started wisening up and discerning things a little bit more clearly. You know, things get confusing. That's why I started this podcast. I got sick and tired of being lied to and
1: deceived. I got tired of the bull crap. And it's hard to figure out who is good
0: and who is not. Now, again, if we follow what the Bible says, don't put trust in man-made institutions. Okay? Okay. And I would say part of those institutions would be a lot of these big name podcasters out there. And yes, even this little slice of, you know, paradise here on the internet that we have here called His Hard Line. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you I am deceiving you, but what I'm saying is take all things you hear, including everything you hear today, always take to God and ask for discernment. Because remember, I don't always have it right. And when I figure out that I don't have it right, you know darn well that I will correct it on the record
1: because I don't ever want to have that on my soul or my conscience of deceiving people, ever. It's very important to me. And so
0: we need to remember that God is the only one that we need to turn to. God is the only one that can help us during these confusing times and and, and in this fog of war, right? Because make no mistake, we are in an informational and spiritual warfare. And God really is ultimately the only one who is our commander-in-chief that we really wholly need to be listening to. He is the ship captain. He is the creator of all things. So naturally, he knows what's going to happen. The only choice that you and I need to make is Surrendering our everything within our being over to God and put 100% faith and trust in him
1: and fight for the righteous side next to him. The psalm ends with a reaffirmation of faith
0: by saying, but I am poor and needy. Make haste to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer, O Lord. Do not delay. See, this statement of unwavering trust in God's timing and his ability to rescue us, it also encourages us to hold on to our faith even when the answers to our prayers seem delayed. So overall, this psalm teaches us that in times of trouble, we can turn to God with our cries for help. We can trust in his justice and find joy in his salvation. And let this Psalm be a reminder that our faith in God is our greatest source of strength, and even in our moments of desperation, he is there to deliver us. So may we always see God in our times of trouble. And like the Psalmist declared, you are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay.
1: That is a big 10 for and a big amen on that. So,
0: and yeah, you know, my wife brings up a good point, you know, back to the fog of war, right? Not knowing what to believe. I mean, you know, we've obviously are starting to know and learn how we've been deceived. And my wife made a very interesting comment. It's very hard to homeschool these days. And then uh, Rietta was asking, Katie, why do you say it's hard to homeschool nowadays? And so she says, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying, but this is actually pretty relevant. She says, knowing truth about the things that are, you know, like knowing truth about things. I'll just read it for what it is. Knowing truth about things and not wanting to teach our daughter what quote unquote textbooks teach, right? Or the unknown, uh, the unknown of truth yet. I don't want to teach Haven false anything. And right now, luckily with her age, we focus on reading writing, math, and our faith. And so, you know, that's why it's so challenging because, you know, here's a question for you guys. Okay, let me just put this out there. Now this is very, this, this tripped me out when I was reading a book several months ago to Haven at bedtime. Now here's a pop quiz for you all. How many oceans, just numbered, I just need to see a number in the chat. How many oceans are there in the
1: world? not seas oceans how many oceans are there in the world i'll just wait so my mom put nine coastal runner put nine okay any other answers before i give it out there how many oceans do we have
0: i'm seeing seven i'm seeing nine Nine's a new one. I've never seen nine. I'm wondering
1: where nine comes from. Okay. Now, there's four. Now, what I remember learning in school, there's four oceans.
0: There's the Atlantic Ocean. There's the Pacific Ocean. There's the Indian Ocean. And then there's the Arctic Ocean ocean. Now, here's what tripped me out. I'm surprised to see 7 and 9. I wonder if it's the uh the seas. I know there's seven, no, I'm trying to remember. Well, anyway, I know that I've always learned four oceans. Now, I was reading a storybook for Haven. And it was a storybook about the animals the the life living under the oceans. And it went from one ocean to the next ocean to the next ocean. So it started with the, you know, the the life under the Atlantic Ocean. And then it started talking about the life under the Pacific Ocean and what you could find under the Indian Ocean and then the Arctic Ocean. Well, guess what? When I got to the end of the book, there is a Southern Ocean. Now, I've never heard of the Southern Ocean before. I'm thinking, what the hell is this?
1: I was never taught about the Southern ocean. It was always four oceans, four oceans. Now this book is saying there's five and it's called the Southern ocean. I'm like, where did that pop up? So that's kind of what my wife was talking about. Remember Pluto was considered a planet. Pluto was considered a planet. And now it wasn't. And now they're saying it's a planet again.
0: Like, what, like, which is it? So, like, these are very interesting things to me. And Coastal Runner, that's my mom. She was saying there's seven seas, include the seven seas, include the Arctic, North Atlantic, South Atlantic, North Pacific. So now we're talking coordinates, of course, but I'm talking like that was the, those are the oceans, just Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic. Again, this storybook now labeled a Southern Ocean. So five. We're the the fifth one pop up out of nowhere. And my wife and I looked it up, and I believe she said it was 2016. They deemed it the Southern Ocean. And I find that very, very, very interesting. Very interesting. So again, back to the whole homeschooling thing, it's very, very challenging because you want to teach our kids... The proper information but how do we know it's proper anymore when we're starting to figure out that everything that we've learned has been a big bs lie you know what i mean very very interesting now there's a couple there's a couple of uh audio pieces that i want to play the first one was by a pilot or at least what presumes to be a pilot. It's about 50, excuse me, 43 seconds long before we get into the review of what we read yesterday from the Judiciary Act of 1789. But Klaus Schwab banned vaccinated pilots from transporting members of the World Economic Forum to and from Davos because of the security risks they pose. Well, no kidding. According to sources, the WEF members are transported exclusively by unvaccinated pilots. Josh Yoder, head of the American anti-vaccination pilot group Freedom Flyers, said he receives inquiries from Davos elites interested in hiring unvaccinated pilots for their business trips. And he says, and I quote, now he's getting calls from wealthy businessmen And companies asking him to fly their executives in business jets with unvaccinated crew. Let's listen to this 43-second piece real quick, shall we?
2: The U.S. Freedom Flyers, Josh Yoda, he's the head president of the U.S. Freedom Flyers. He said they're getting calls now from wealthy businessmen and companies to fly their executives around on business jets with unvaccinated crew. Now. They get the luxury of being able to choose because there are still a large amount of crew available in the United States who are not vaccinated because the companies they work for didn't mandate it. These these wealthy businessmen are requiring unvaccinated crew on their business. Now, passengers of an airline on an airline bought ticket don't have that luxury. It's just like, okay.
0: Yeah, the audio was a little choppy there, so I wonder if maybe because it looked like he was in a video chat. But yeah, so but you got the you got the gist of what he was saying. This was a pilot again, assuming that he's a pilot because he's got you know the pilot shirt with the pilot wings on, and you know everything that a pilot looks like and how he's dressed. Again, you could dress like anything online. This could be a, a costume for all I know, but this would not surprise me that they're that they're calling the elites are calling for unvaccinated pilots to fly them on their business trips very interesting meanwhile people like you and i the serfs get to use commercial airlines and uh take a gamble on if our pilot is vaccinated or unvaccinated and possibly worry about a pilot stroking out while in the middle of the air that that's that sounds great that sounds absolutely great. Here's another thing I wanted to play real quick. This is another little audio piece I wanted to play by Bedros Koulian. Again, he is the uh, owner and operator and CEO of the uh, Fit Body Bootcamp franchise. Um, I love what he says here. Talk. Th- this is pretty much one of the reasons why the world is so messed up. L- listen to what he says here.
3: It's in a man's DNA to acquire, to build, to have a legacy, to to have his fingerprint left on the planet. Now all those things are being told that those are toxic things. Oh, you want to be big and bulky and muscular and grunt? That's toxic. You don't have to open the door for me. I'm an independent woman. I could do it myself. You're toxic. And so everything that is factory installed in us, when they tell you it's wrong and it's toxic and it's threatening. And you hear it from all the places that you trust, the movies that you watch, the TV shows, the social media platforms, and the influencers and thought leaders that you might follow, uh, the school that you go to, the church that you're in, uh, the leaders that you might have voted for. Soon you begin to suppress that. And so I think what's been happening over the last... 15 years got even faster a decade ago and it's been put on hyperspeed since the pandemic is the demasculinization the demasculinization of men with the intent to gain greater amount of control and compliance of the citizens
0: that's right so men we're gonna do a family jewels check why don't you take your right hand or left whatever you are and women i'm sorry this is not to be vulgar but Put your hands down in your pants and count the number of balls you got because that's what you need to freaking start realizing what you have. You're a man and start acting like it. You're a masculine man. You're not a soy boy. You're not a soy boy. Okay? The reason they've been pushing this crap of, Oh, toxic masculinity. You you can't do that. Don't let your little boy uh, roughhouse with Johnny. Oh, God forbid. We can't do that. That's, That's toxic. That's toxic. What? That's toxic. Like Destry was saying right here, count them twice and see if you come up with the same number both times. Exactly it. See, they're trying to do away with a certain element here, and that is taking away the masculinity of men and trying to also turn men into women through this whole transgender, gender mutilation nonsense, which is why it seems like they focus more on little boys than little girls. You ever notice that they focus more on the little boys than the little girls because they know damn well that when men see what the hell is going on and they see what kind of agenda they're pushing, that's the type of bull crap that we are not going to tolerate. We will not tolerate that bull. Do you see how they're trying to take down this nation? This is exactly what they're trying to do. You take down a nation by making sure that the men don't fight back. Well, guess what, men? Sack up. And for anybody that thinks that it's vulgar and offensive, my apologies, but sorry, not sorry. Men need to sack up and saddle up and get rocking and rolling and get ready for a fight because these people are not going to stop. And neither should we. I hate that term cowboy up. That What a stupid term. No, just sack up and get ready to fight. These people are bringing this crap to our doorstep. They're trying to demasculate, you know, de- demasculate our sons they're trying to push this LGBTQ LMNOP let's mutilate you and me movement by dragging these fat nasty clown makeup wearing freaking trannies to do storybook hour and let little Johnny know hey it's okay little Johnny if you feel like wearing a dress today yeah it's okay oh you want to play with Barbie dolls oh look I got a I got a a, uh an equestrian Barbie right here for you yeah you could take her clothes off understand what you too could have on your body yeah there's doctors that can do that to you Johnny oh really yeah no those people belong in jail they they deserve to be hung I like what Destry said here. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, all other genders are from Uranus. <laughs> That's no kidding there. <laughs> oh, man. And then Lizanella says they just want to have a vagina because they are stronger. <laughs> you guys, you guys are too much. I can't handle it. Come on now, really? <laughs> no, but seriously, though, I'm not even kidding. This is a problem. All kidding aside, this is a big problem. And you know what else is another big problem? I'm going to play one more audio piece because I do feel like it is relevant that people need to hear this. People in general just need to mind their own flipping business. You know, just again, this is just another one minute short from Bedros Koulian. You need to
3: mind your own business. F- business so many people out there gossip spread rumors waste time talking about sh- that has nothing to do with their own personal development into the highest level version of themselves just mind your own. F- business just because people are gossiping and spreading rumors and talking about shit that's irrelevant to your personal growth does not mean that you should be involved in it you can easily walk away watch what the masses are doing and then do the opposite i've lived by that for many years when i watch what the masses are doing and i do the opposite i tend to win in life
0: that's right now i want you to take that lesson for a second take what he said and i want you to apply it with everything else okay when the masses are vaxxing up guess what? You do the opposite. Guess how well that served people like you and I? And if you got the vax, I, well, I'm sorry. You got misled. And I'm not here to poke fun at you, but you got bamboozled. But the masses were getting vaxxed and shot it up by this clot shot. Well, you take
1: what the masses are doing and you do the opposite. Everybody was masking up. Well, you do the opposite. You see
0: what the sheep are doing, and you do the opposite of what they're doing, because
1: chances are pretty good what the masses are doing is basically being led to their slaughter. So do the opposite. So anyway, that was Bedros Kouljian. Again, he's the uh,
0: the owner uh, and CEO, I believe, of the uh, Fit Body Bootcamp franchise uh, that's worldwide now um now that we got that out of the way all right so those are the all, only audio pieces i'm going to play now as far as the review goes oh my god you guys are terrible in this chat <laughs> freaking destry they can <laughs> i don't even know if i want to read that on the air <laughs> i'm not it just uh, he just says they can take a beating and still keep going and everybody is just laughing <laughs>
1: oh lord
0: jesus help me oh you guys are too much wow i can't believe you said that (laughs) that just cracks me up all right man oh man i needed that laugh today sucked okay nancy says i drove people crazy in the grocery store pushing my cart against the arrows and unmasked Yeah, that's right. I forgot about those stupid arrows on the floor. How you had to go up each aisle like it was a freaking one way maze. Oh my god, what a stupid, what a stupid rule that was. Oh, and 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 while we're reminiscing on those stupid days we called COVID 2020, you know, Whitmer, Hale Whitmer, right, here in Michigan, our fearless freaking leader, that freaking communist trash bag. Uh, you know, she basically was pushing people who are maskers, right? To to shame the unmaskers. If you don't, if you see people out in public and they don't have a mask on, you need to get you need to get in their face. You need to shame them. And she basically enabled people to like verbally and borderline physically assault in a soft manner other patrons of stores. I remember me and my wife. We were at mire. And I didn't even have my mask on. And I had some lady look at me saying, Hey, nice mask. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause I wasn't wearing one, you know, I'm like you freaking trash bag. Get away from me. You freaking sheep. You know
0: what I, you know, I will say this. Let me just be honest here. You know what I absolutely valued about the COVID restrictions. Uh, let me tell you what I absolutely miss. And I wish it'd still be implemented. I loved how people didn't want to shake hands, right? I loved how people didn't want to get in your own personal bubble. Now that I could get on
1: board with. I was happy about it because people are disgusting mostly, right? People are gross. The other day, now I don't even
0: know if I want to tell you that. Now I'll tell you, I was at, I was, I, when I was going over to Detroit, stopped at a truck stop, fuel up. I went in, go use the restroom, wash my hands. and. Some dude gets out of the, the, the actual like stall doing a different kind of business, a dirtier kind of business here, the toilet flush, he gets out,
1: he just walks right out. I'm like, yeah, like that's sick. Like, look, I, I know, I, I, I know that sometimes, you know. I mean, there's really no excuse. I mean, but when you're wiping your, you know what, and then you just walk
0: right out and you're touching everything that the public touches, that's that's just sick. That's sick. And so I wish that the non-shaking of hands and the staying out of our own little personal bubbles, I wish that would come back. That, that was good. I was all right with that. The mask, no, but I was all right with the, the you know, keep your six foot distance. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I was the one drawing the circles. Stay out of my bubble. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wasn't drawing circles. But I do, I did like people staying away from me. I was all right with that. I, I'll be honest with you. That was the only thing that I liked. All right. Now let's get into the real quick uh review. All right. So what did we read yesterday? We read sections 18 through 35 of the Judiciary Act of 1789. Very important piece of legislation. right? It's what established the courts in this country, basically. Now, Section 18 uh, dealt with the procedure after a judgment is entered in a civil action in a circuit court. And it allowed for the stay of execution for 42 days to give time to file a petition for a new trial. Now, if the petition is filed within this period and approved by a judge, execution is further stayed. Now, section 19 pertains to cases in equity and admiralty jurisdiction. It required that the circuit courts ensured that the facts on which they base their sentences or decrees are fully recorded, either through pleadings, agreed upon statements, or court-provided statements. Now, section, section 20 talked about cases where a plaintiff in a civil action recovers less than a certain sum, for example, $500, and the court has the discretion to determine whether they should pay cost. Section 21 outlined the conditions under which appeals are allowed from final decrees in causes of admiralty and maritime jurisdiction based on the dispute's value, and it includes a provision specific to appeals from the District Court of Maine. Section 22 talked about the process of reexamining and potentially reversing or affirming final decrees and judgments in various types of cases through writs of error, and it specifies the grounds for reversal and time limitations for filing. Section 23 explains the conditions under which a writ of error serves as a supersedious and a stay of execution. And how it should be served and returned, and it also addresses the consequences of reversing a judgment uh, section twenty four talked about cases where a judgment or decree is reversed, and this section explained how uh, the circuit court should proceed to render a new judgment or decree uh section twenty five de- uh, detailed how uh deals with the appeal process for cases involving the validity of federal treaty statutes and authorities, as well as issues regarding the construction of the Constitution or other legal instruments. Uh, Section 26 pertains to the procedure for recovering forfeitures in cases involving agreements, covenants, bonds, or other special agreements. It allowed for the assessment of damages by a jury when the sum is uncertain. Uh, Section 27 outlined the process for the arrest and imprisonment or bail of individuals accused of crimes against the United States, as well as the requirement to return witnesses' recognizance. Uh, Section 28 of the Judiciary Act of 1789 addressed the appointment duties and powers of marshals in each district, including their ability to appoint deputies and execute warrants for removal of prisoners. Uh, Section 29, this section discussed the venue for criminal trials, specifying the trial should be held in the county where the offense occurred and under certain conditions allow for a summoning of jurors from that county. Then Section 30 addressed the taking of depositions and testimony in criminal and civil cases and outlines the procedure for such depositions to be admissible in court. Uh, The last four sections, Section 31, discussed the continuation of suits in the event of a party's death and outlines the responsibilities of executors or administrators in such cases. Section 32, emphasized that civil proceedings should not be dismissed based on defects or want of form, but should proceed according to the merits of the case, and it also provides the courts with the power to amend pleadings. I love it. It's so funny. I see people pop in and out of here like JC and that dude, Sean. Like (laughs) They they come in, they pop in, and they're like, no, this sounds like boring talk. We're out. See, those are the people that are probably not part of the assembly because they have no desire to learn about our founding documents and what makes, you know, what gives us the foundation to stand on when we reassemble. See, these are the people that you can just tell. They just, eh, you know, we don't want to listen to that. Um, Section 33 outlines the process for arresting and imprisoning or bailing individuals accused of crimes against the United States and the requirements for returning prisoners to the district where the trial will take place. Uh, Section 34 specifies that state laws shall be regarded as rules of decision and trials at common law in federal courts when applicable unless federal law dictates otherwise. And then Section 35, the last section, addressed the rights of parties to plead and manage their own cases in federal courts and establishes the roles and duties of the United States attorneys in each district and the attorney general at the federal level. So that in a summary is what we read yesterday, uh, which was sections 18 through 35. And again, is this the most sexy stuff to read and learn? No. I mean, look, as I was reading it, it was a little challenging to understand. Um, I had to read it a couple times over and then, you know, to to really gain some understanding on what it is I'm reading. Because, look, this stuff can be very challenging. Now, like I think Destry was saying yesterday, I I can't remember if he said it in the chat or if it was uh, in a text. I think it was in text. But, you know, what we read yesterday, the average sixth grader at that time in the early 1800s was fully able to comprehend and understand every single word that was written here. Heck, they, could pro- they probably could have drafted this document. That's how intelligent and smart they were back in that day. See, a sixth grader nowadays, I mean, uh, let, let's put it this way. A sixth grader back then would be equivalent to probably like a bachelor's or a master's degree holder in college
1: today. And that's that's being generous. They might be even smarter than that. See, back in the day,
0: All people had to really learn and read off of was, you know, their constitutions,
1: their Bibles, right? Like they learned important subject matters. But
0: you got to remember, there was no Netflix back then. There was no internet back then. There was no distractions. There were no Nintendo switches. There was no Facebook. There was no instant anything back then. It was a different time. And like Rietta was saying, it helps to read these things along with Noah's 1828 Dictionary and Black's Law Dictionary. It has sure helped me, yes. Um, I can't say I have a Black's Law Dictionary. I divert to the online one, but I do have a physical copy of the Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And I tell you what, it is very interesting to learn and read some of the original definitions of words that we even still use today. Like, for example, did you know, that the word weird, this is a word that I'm trying to take out of my vocabulary. And I think I've covered this once before, but if you go to Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary and you look up the word weird, like, you know, they are so weird, right? It's actually the word weird, according to the 1828 Dictionary, it's an adjective, skilled in witchcraft. That's what weird means. So if somebody
1: says you're weird, they're basically saying you're skilled in witchcraft. True story, weird means you're skilled in witchcraft. And we know there's a lot of weirdos out there, no pun intended,
0: but there are, it seems like there's so many people out there that have subscribed to this nonsense. So anyway, so I bring all this up to say this, sometimes the topics of education might not be the most riveting or the most entertaining. Sometimes we do, like I said, we have to reel it back in and we need to start learning and going over some of these documents. And then there's going to be some shows where we're just going to let loose and, you know, talk about some of the relevant, uh, you know, hot topics that other people are discussing. Right. Even though I don't really, you know, there's no way of validating the authenticity of some of this information it's still stuff that i know some people are interested in but again we're not trying to go over the stuff people are interested in we're trying to go over the stuff that is relevant to our continuance of what a self-governed people looks like learning again i can't i can't stress that enough so anyway like i said i didn't really have much for y'all today um, cuz again the last two shows went way over by 15 16 17 minutes so Trying to keep this within the hour time frame. So, this would be a perfect time to end in prayer. Remember, tomorrow is Thursday. So, tomorrow is going to be a podcast free Thursday. Tomorrow is my only day off. Um, so, I am going to enjoy every moment of it. Um, I did not, I was thinking about doing this show in the morning, but I was like, do I really feel like getting up in the morning? Nah, I just kind of want to wake up when my body decides, all right, dummy, get out of bed. So, yeah. So, anyway. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this time together and all that you do for us. We thank you for um, helping helping us along this journey as we try to look into our history and our old historical documents, as well as the Bible for that matter. We're trying to learn everything we can. We're trying to understand everything that we are able to. And where we might lack, maybe somebody else will be able to pick up the slack, which is why we need decentralized knowledge and skill sets across the board here, right? The body of Christ, you know, it's like, it says, I can't remember where it was, but maybe it was in Romans, I think, but you know, every, every part of the body has a different function when it comes to the body of Christ, right? The hand has its certain duties, just like the foot has a certain duty and a and a certain capability just like the arm or the shoulder or the eyes and just like the people in assembly we have to rely on each other and not just a few but on each other for learning right iron sharpens iron and so father we just continuously ask that you guide us and and you continuously call others to this Well, to this, this, this movement, this, this reassembly of our states of, of getting back to self govern We need more people who have a a higher knowledge base and a better understanding with certain things that, you know, some of us might lack in. So we just pray that people hear your call. And we pray for the people that have special intentions deep in their heart, unspoken prayers. Uh, Rietta adds here to the prayer, Lord, we thank you for your continued faithfulness. Help us to learn all the things you want us to. Please help us to keep our focus on you and rest in your promises, Father. Your promises are—I'm sorry, your promises are yeah and amen. Maybe, maybe there's maybe a probably a typo. I'm not sure, um, but we could not do anything good without you, Father. We know you work all things together for good. And for those who love you, those called according to your purpose. uh oh, Rietta meant to put, um, Father, your promises are yes and amen. That's right. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm just reading here. I can't put that in the prayer desk. Tree. So we pray all these things in your holy son's name amen i'll say it after the amen so i feel i feel like oh and yes i'm sorry let me add that as a ps and healing for my mother-in-law um she got out of the hospital and she's in big time pain right now Uh, so we just pray for a a healing and a quick and speedy recovery Uh, so if you guys could all pray for my mother-in-law that would be greatly appreciated and anybody else that might be dealing with uh, health woes. I pray for, you know, your healing and 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 quick, speedy recovery. <laughs> All right, let me go back to Destry's comment. There is no way I'm putting that in the prayer. God, I'll get sent to hell for that. <laughs> Destry says, "Just be aware of those with green hair and mouths bigger than their butts." <laughs> I almost, without thinking, I'm glad I read it first because I almost read it on the fly during the prayer. That would have been bad. <laughs> Oh Lord, heaven help us. So, anyways, but uh, I guess that's all I have for you guys tonight. There's really not a whole lot going on. Um, I will say this: this is interesting. Um, so, uh, I'll I'll just leave on this note. And I'm curious with y- all you folks out there. You guys are in different spaces and have different jobs, or maybe you might have a business where you have certain contacts, or maybe you might be retired or active military, I don't know. If you have something of this nature that comes up, and I'm gonna tell you what it is here in a second, email the show at hishardline at gmail.com. Now, I just received something from my work, from my supervisor, um, and he sent it in a uh, group me text to everybody And both the fleets that he manages. And he says, um, he goes, mandatory standard safety meeting, unless you are on vacation, You are required to be at your fleet's SSM meeting. Then he puts then, you know, the, the, the fleet number one and what date and time it is. And then he puts my fleet for Muskegon here. And it says, there are some changes to the emergency response and inclement weather guidelines that we need to cover. So it's important that you are there now that could be nothing. But I find it very interesting how we're going to be discussing this on the 21st of this month when we have FEMA and the FCC doing a quote unquote uh, nationwide presidential emergency test. Right. Or at least it was called the emergency alert system. Right. Or the presidential emergency alert system. They call it something else now. Um, But it's basically the nationwide alert system that can't be turned off. Right. I mean, unless you pretty much hammer your phone into, you know, you hammer your phone into bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, it's October 4 that they're doing this test. Um, no, it is October 4, Rietta. But what I'm saying is my work is doing a safety meeting discussing emergency responses uh, regarding you know emergencies or for inclement weather emergencies. Because let me tell you something. The other week, we had a bunch of tornadoes a couple weeks ago. OK, we got hammered with storms. Now, what's interesting about this, this is what I was telling you about how it, there is radar that some guy caught and it looked like uh, the radar was pulsating down there in southern Michigan, northern Indiana area right on the radar. It looked really wild and, and, and not normal. So that whole week, let me just tell you this from a local standpoint, because I look at the radar and I look at the extended forecast daily. Why? Because I work outside. I'm a gas hauler. So I want to know if I need to bring my raincoat, what I need to prepare for, right? It's just what I do. That whole week, the week that we got hit by all those storms and all those tornadoes, that whole week showed sun and not a chance of rain throughout that whole extended forecast. Then all of a sudden, we had one day where the heat index was so high, it was so hot. Then later that evening, that was the first podcast that I did after coming back from vacation. It was that night, as a matter of fact. And all of a sudden, storms break out statewide and tornadoes. I mean, I went and drove past some of the paths of where the tornado was when I went to Detroit last week. Oh, my Lord. It was crazy all the trees that were once forests looked like snap toothpicks it was all cleared out it was the wildest scene that i've ever seen before i've never seen entire forest wiped out by tornadoes it was insane
1: so i guess where am i going at with all this there's a lot obviously happening here right um I I had a point here. Gosh,
0: now it's like completely fleeing my mind. But there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And and like, yeah, Rietta brings up another good point right here. Gosh, man, that's really bugging me. Because I had another point that I was going at with all this, with the the Michigan uh, tornadoes. Oh, but yeah, I just find it very interesting that they are doing these emergency response meetings. And then, like I said, they're doing the FEMA and FCC is doing this alert test on October 4th. You know, and then Rietta was saying right here, um, and I don't know this. I heard rumblings about this. Maybe people might know more about it, but it says, did she says, did they let the Burning Man attendees out of lockdown? And let's not forget about Maui. Now, I'm not sure what Burning Man is. It, what is that? A music festival, I think, right? Is that what that was? I thought I heard something about that. I haven't really read or heard too much about it. Um, I should probably look into that, but I have no idea. And I did not know she says rietta says it's a sinful event well look i hate to break it to you all music festivals are sinful events um lots of lots of bad stuff happens at those and that's why i don't participate in the music industry anymore um but yeah there's just a lot of crazy stuff that's happening and my wife was saying i've been hearing about that more lately too um Oh, Lizanella was saying that's how many trees look from our windstorms in Missouri. Yeah, Missouri, you guys get pounded by storms. It's insane. I remember after that big giant tornado hit Joplin, I remember driving through there one time when I was going out to New Mexico. Wow, you guys got pounded there. It was so crazy. Um, yeah, Rietta was saying back to the Burning Man uh, event, says they said FEMA locked the people up. 70,000?
1: I wonder why they did that. That's very interesting. I wonder why they did that. Wow.
0: That is very intriguing to, I I should look into that story. Well, anyway, I wish I had more information on that, but I don't. Um, but I am curious on that. I, I should see if there's anything more I can find on that. But anyway, but yeah, if you, so my, my, my ultimate question was this. Like my work called for, you know, a mandatory meeting to discuss what to do during emergency responses. I'm just curious what other, if, if any of you out there are seeing stuff like that within your own workplace, are they calling meetings to discuss changes on how we respond in emergency situations? I'm just kind of curious. It's, it's very intriguing to me. So anyways, with that, I guess that's all I have. And I really hope you all have a great day or night. I'll be back on the air on Friday evening. Uh, Friday evening, I will be back on the air. Um, Possibly, because I might go to the cottage to visit my mother-in-law because she's laid up there to heal. So there's a possibility I might be MIA for two two evenings. But Saturday for sure I'll be back on. But um, depending on what I do Friday, because um, I'm working Friday, um, I planned on going after work to go visit her to see how she's doing. So, um, But with that, I hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back in a day or two. God bless, ladies and gentlemen.
2: feeling is going to be beautiful, but I will see you tomorrow and I'm gonna be cheering you on. You're gonna cheer me on, but I'm gonna be cheering you on because what we've done is so special. All over the world they're talking about it, all over the world.
0: Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy, has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We got to do this for God. We got to do this for our families. We got to do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. us here at His Heartline. Heartline. We'll see see you back back here next time. time.